What is up, y'all? Hope you're having a great and blessed day. Thank you for taking time to, to take a listen to this latest episode as I transition from my journey through relationships to the relationship, <laughs> the relationship with my wife. Um, past couple of episodes, been looking at what it looked like when we before dating, as we're dating, and something that I was challenged by a mentor um, that came to be the 40 days. In this episode, going to be just reflecting on those those really quick months of engagement and the first couple years of marriage. Just some things that stuck out uh, looking back and reflecting. Let's get to it. And so I was done with the 40 days um, I had proposed, and thankfully, Jen said yes to marry me. And really cool thing, when I got down on a knee and proposed, um, her response was something that she's lived out every day of our marriage. Her response was, I promise to love all your imperfections. We had been talking a lot about that um, in our relationship, and... It, it is, it, I'm in awe still, like, how she has lived that out in times where I feel I've <laughs> failed, in times where I feel I've come up short or not doing it well enough. She has just lived out that statement. I'm so thankful that that was her response. I promise to love, yes, I promise to love all your imperfections. Like, what? Um, and so, we were off, off to a quick engagement. Um, we knew we were just going to be engaged for, for two months um, with our Came proposed uh, around December 22nd, I believe, and then uh, actual wedding day, February 21st, 2015. And in that two-month span, we had sought out um, this couple that we knew uh, from from work and just relationships. Uh, we're working there at the camp, and um, just this amazing couple had uh, loved on us a ton as individuals, and then um, we asked them if they would be kind of open to doing a version of premarital counseling. And so they, they advised a workbook and just, we would meet for meals and just have good conversations. Um, where we discussed <laughs> to try to get the best on the, uh, to try our best to get on the same pages, going into marriage, being one, making decisions together. Uh, so it opened up the doors for conversation around finances, communication in general, our sex life, and probably one of the biggest things that at least opened the door to getting um, getting out in the open our family expectations like what does it going to look like for something as simple as house chores or holidays or the day to day things the week to week things and so I was really really thankful for that time I know it was a quick uh, in two months trying to cram as much as we could in but I was definitely thankful that these <laughs> that I realized that marriage was building this house and that there was these doorways and these rooms that I needed to start thinking about ahead of time and so I'm super thankful for for their time. They're, they're loving on us. Um, and then we jumped jumped into marriage. Jumped into marriage. We launched into marriage. Um, it, it was really cool. Just reflecting on how even being friends, we were really intentional about that. And then when we started pursuing each other and dating, that was really intentional. 40 days was super intentional going into engagement. And it was cool to see that our first year, first couple of years and to this day, but especially those first couple years, we we're still looking to be very intentional about our marriage, not just, okay, 
flip the switch off. We don't have to try as hard. Everything's just good. No. Something's that came to mind of like, again, whether it's like for me, I had different habits when the Lord was loving on me and redeeming me, just things that helped me make little choices uh, to create new habits. We did that in our first year of marriage to, to build some foundations. Two things that stick out to me are, first, we chose to not have a television in a living room space, in any room. We just didn't have a television for our first year of marriage. We, of course, would watch the occasional show or movie on her laptop. Um, but be, And it also helped, like, the first couple months of marriage. We're still at that camp where you just, where you could get satellite TV and all this stuff, but we could walk, go on walks together. There's more time just being, being in communication, playing games. She's... Jen loves games, and so that's something <laughs> that I have learned to love. But we chose to not have a television for a first-year marriage, just kind of fostering being present instead of just the convenience of going on, coming home, and just flipping on the TV and just that space. Don't get me wrong, like nowadays, like it's, it's I love being able to just chill on the couch with her and, and catch up on, on our favorite show, but I look back, I'm just thankful that we took that year uh, to just say, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, at least for the first year, no television in the home. Second one that we that we fought for in different ways, um, we of course weren't perfect in it, but it was to, we vowed for our first year of marriage to not spend a night apart, to do everything in our control, to just be in the same bed for a year straight being married. Um, I believe there was two nights where we weren't out of the whole year, it was uh, due to the passing of, of my grandpa, um, even in itself was a crazy story of Jen loving on me and loving on my family. Um, he passed away the weekend that we, he passed away during the week, and that weekend we had planned to, to move, to move to a new location, a three to four hour drive away from where we're currently at. And so of course this wasn't planned in, uh, in, the, in the sense of <laughs> uh, deep, dearly, dearly loved one passing away. And so we had that, that challenge to work through. I very much wanted to go down and be with my family, but we were we had a date that we had to be at that new city by. And so Jen loved on me, loved on our family, sent, sent me off. I flew down to be with my, my family right away. And her and our community, our neighbors, packed up our home. Packed up our home. I didn't pack anything, which is crazy. Um, they did it all. Um, I believe it was a Wednesday, Thursday. I, I flew down to be with family. I came back like a late Saturday night to work a shift and then we drove Sunday with the help of, of another couple loving on us, driving another trailer, helping us move. And then we drove, we flew back for the for the funeral. But even just in that self, right, just the story of like dedication and honoring and sacrificing. <laughs> I bet Jen didn't plan for that. Our first move together and I wasn't around to help back. But she knew how much my family meant to me and how much... They love me and how she loved her. That was, she was willing to make that, put that time spent and energy. I don't think she probably slept at hardly any that weekend. Um, and so, yeah, um, even in, in those two things, it was like, okay, like, <laughs> what does it look like to pray and just see what you and your spouse and your boyfriend, girlfriend, the Lord has put on your heart, the Holy Spirit, like, even if this isn't a cookie cutter thing or algorithm to follow, like, what is it for you? What What is it the Lord is guiding your story to be about? 
And so those were two things for us in our first year of marriage. And of course we had struggles um, in our first first year of marriage. And then I believe <laughs> they, they, of course, got to be exposed, like living with another person and being with each other every moment and just working through hardships, right? Like the first year is still bliss, but the second year of marriage, that's when I feel like we were seeing the fruit of just hardships, struggles. And so I remember just to be transparent, I was like, I was struggling with my communication in all areas of life with her. Uh, it was definitely something I could work on. Um, tendency was for, for Flo to just shut down, to just shut down whenever conflict got brought up. And so Jen would look to bring up a hurt or a pain, yet we found out after a couple times of her doing that, like, I would just shut down because I felt like a failure. And then they would, she would go into caring mode, want to care for me, but yet it all the focus was on me. So her frustration or hurt or pain that I may have caused or didn't cause didn't go addressed. And so she felt like she couldn't bring stuff up. So we had to work through that. And then something small that just reminds me of just being real with the day-to-day, uh, budgeting, finances, saving, planning ahead. Wants and needs. <laughs> I'm smiling because one of the things we, we really had to work through was, wow, Flo had this habit of buying a drink every time they went out somewhere. Uh, not necessarily alcoholic drink, but I think it just came from I always bought Slurpees <laughs> in, in high school whenever I went somewhere. And so it transitioned to like iced teas or some type of drink like that. I was like, well, like these things add up and just how do we fight for our family's finances and what what's What's something we could make at home? And I just put it into go, into go thermos, right? But again, just these, these real life situations that it was not all bliss. It was hard. Like there's, there's conflict, and it was something that we got to work through together. And of course, there were those really hard times that left me feeling like, man, like what, what am I doing? Like this, this marriage thing is hard. And again, I'll describe it. Um, in those first couple of years, especially after year two, with year two being pretty pretty hard, but realizing the love we had for each other, the grace given by both parties, the commitment, the covenant that we were in this, that arena that we were in, that we were living life in, the way I could describe it, the way I could put words to it when I was telling friends and those close to me, was like, man, in my life, I have never been so upset with someone and loved someone so much so much because growing up I don't know why but for some reason I thought I'd be one or the other I didn't know it could be the same person that you were so upset with and loved so much I only knew the opposite expectation was this person I love so much oh this separate person this other person I don't get along with I get upset with but to have this level of intimacy um, this level of just wanting to choose the highest good for her and her wanting to choose the highest good for me meant that we were being we were willing to be open and honest when we were hurting and we were upset and we didn't yell a lot but be, raise voices and argue and be in conflict but yet love each other so much 
it was blowing my mind. I didn't know how to do <laughs> deal with it. And, and maybe as just thinking about it, like being an only child, maybe I didn't get to experience that, like that blood, like someone that close to me that could just be like, oh, we're going to fight, but man, we love that guy, each other. And I think that's where I got to experience it for the first time was in marriage. Again, to be so upset, being real with my emotions, but yet loving so much. I feel like looking back, year one was the year of bliss. Year two was one of the, if not the hardest year of my life. New location, just hardships and things coming to the surface for me and Jen, just in, in conflict in different raw um, ways that we were navigating through conflict resolution and how to be honest and real with each other. Year two was so hard. Year three got got better. And I would say year four was the start of leaning into personal growth. Each of us learning into individual growth, personal growth, and therefore marriage growth as a, as a couple seeking to get stronger to where the next couple of years, four, five, six, five and six, now going on our seventh year, that's kind of the expectation of how do we continue to not just survive, but thrive? How do we continue to go to the Lord? How do we continue to just trust him? but also realize the doors he's opening for us to walk in. Like bringing this back around to, to first starting um, my journey relate with relationships, that that stain I felt I had, that blemish I felt I had, that sin, that shame, that embarrassment of the addiction to porn, watching porn so much. I was someone, I used to be someone who watched porn and could not stop. I am now someone who has been sober for 10 plus years. And that thing that happened in the middle, it was Jesus. It was Jesus of Nazareth. He showed me that heart work and brain work, almost construction in my life, was done to allow me to walk with Jen. And to not have this secret or this thing I was still working through this battle in our marriage, but it was his timing to to give that to him and have him redeem me from that so that my wife could feel loved by me not having to go through that. Knowing Jen, she would be right there with me, right? Again, that statement she said when I asked her to marry me, I promised to love all your imperfections. Like She would treat my dirt like pearls. That's another way we say it. But just to know that I didn't have to bring that into our marriage. It would have been really hard, I believe, in a lot of different ways, but I'm so thankful that it didn't come in. Now, I am not some shiny saint to be put on the pedestal or on the shelf, like, oh yeah, heck no, I'm not perfect. I have seasons where I realize, man, what I used to go to for porn, like when feeling sick or feeling stressed, I am... There were seasons where I would go to sports to fill that need, to feel, to want to feel better. I would go to just watching YouTube video after YouTube video of technology. Like, I realized just because it wasn't this thing that I can easily say, oh, it's not that, it's not that sexual sin, it's not porn, but yet my brain, my, instead of yearning for the Lord, I was going to other things, putting, putting other things in that place. And so I'm thankful, yes, that I'm aware of what that feels like in my brain and in my heart while I'm going elsewhere instead of the Lord. So again, just to prove that I'm not perfect. 
I'm not Superman, <laughs> but in the Holy Spirit, in Jesus, in Abba the Father, that's where life, life abundantly happens. That's where the inner Black Panther comes out. That's where the inner Superman comes out because it says, "Man, we have not been given, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, of love, and sound mind." He has given me a new sound mind. Because I am washed by the blood of Jesus, I know that I know what it looks like to draw near to God instead of those things. I know what it looks like to put my thoughts in His direction, put my thoughts on Him when I am stressed, when I'm excited, when I'm neutral, and when I'm relaxed in all, all areas of life. To kind of come to a close for this episode and, and get ready for the, the next season of Against the Flow podcast, I'll wrap up with this. I think in 2021, there are a lot of different views on relationships, on sex, on marriage, on individuality, on dating. And I think the Christian view on these things might make us feel like they're just rules to follow. And if you break them, shame on you. Or like something just... Yeah, that to me isn't what I read in the Bible. And so whether you're listening to this episode only, or whether you've listened to all of them, whether Christian or non-Christian, I just want to invite us all to read the Gospels, to open them in this book called the Bible, go to about three-fourths of the way in probably, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Just read. See what happens. Let the words on those pages draw you near to Jesus. You may just see that he is also drawing near to you in that. And from there, from that space, we can live a life not about rules, not about lust, not about success, but one of life to the full. Because in those pages, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I, I lead people. I'm worth following. But not only am I worth following, I freaking care for those who are following me. I know them and they know me. He says it's like the relationship he has with God the Father. And that's a pretty dang connected two identities <laughs> and he says he knows us like that wants to know us like that what from there from that space that connection life to the fullest can happen life to the fullest can happen grace love forgiveness Jesus that's all I know how I end this this series this season Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome day.